Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman-Berman. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Marianne the secrets of the sister sciences, yoga and Ayurveda. Now, here is Marianne. Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman-Berman. It's truly an honor to be here on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel, and I'm honored to have you tuning in from whatever part of the country, whatever part of the world you happen to be in. So the topic of today's episode is parasites. So whether you've got parasites in your life, in you, around you, it's something that you know, we haven't been talking about as a culture as much, and it is giving me great hope that I'm seeing the Facebook, social media, TikTok. I'm seeing all these feeds, and of course, it may just be the algorithms listening to conversations that um, is putting that there, but nonetheless, more and more people are aware of parasites being at the root of so many ailments that are just not even looked at in American healthcare. So the rest of the world certainly addresses parasites much more readily. You know, some of the um, controversial products during the COVID, that ivermectin, for instance, in many parts of the world that is so common, it is available without a prescription. But we know that right in, in America, um, a prescription was needed. And even then, it was still a bit more challenging to, to, to get that. So the reason why I'm bringing up parasites is, you know, even in the Ayurveda world, I don't feel that it's getting as much attention as it is when I go through the holistic community. So at the Health Freedom Expo, this past October, that's in the Chicagoland area. They have this every year, excellent speakers. There's even an online version come February. So if you're not familiar with um, Trinity's Health Freedom Expo, I, I highly suggest you look into that, you know, because I had the opportunity to, you know, listen to Dr. Brian Artis. So Dr. Brian Artis, um, he's a chiropractor and that word chiropractor, if that is if that's a word that immediately turns you off and something in you kind of resonates and you want to tune out, just know that similar to Ayurveda, you know, the chiropractic world was also um, involved in in basically propaganda. Um, I would definitely ask whoever you're working with, whether you're looking to improve your diet, your lifestyle, um, you know, if you're looking for that holistic option, even if you're working with a regular doctor, ask them if they're familiar with the Flexner report, the F-L-E-X-N-E-R. So this was a report in the early 1900s that pretty much, you know, set the stage for where we are today with our um, medical schools, the labeling of quackery for a lot of these holistic remedies that were 
long, you know, used by so many different indigenous cultures throughout the ages. And, you know, where we are today now, um, where drugs and surgery are what can technically only cure a disease. You know, so the word parasite, the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines parasite as applying to one who clings to a person of wealth, power, or influence, or is useless to society. For instance, a jet setter with an entourage of parasites. <laughs> I thought that was interesting that the first definition applied to someone else outside of, you know, your internal body, but basically somebody who is almost taking advantage of another person's situation and draining not only their nutrients, but their energy. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, they say a parasite is an organism that lives on or in a host organism and gets its food from or at the expense of its host. So my personal story of parasites, I would say the first time that that word came into my vocabulary was when I had adopted two kittens, my Jasmine and George. That was back in 1996. And I know that um, when I had picked them out, I even needed to leave them at the shelter a little longer, you know, to, to help cleanse some of those parasites. And then when I took them home, I remember also having to finish up some of the medication. And at that time, I, I just assumed, oh, as everyone said, parasites don't jump from our feline friends to human friends. I, I now know differently in that in the holistic world, the viewpoint is, is that if our furry friends have parasites, chances are we do too. And we're, we're just simply not addressing it. So that was back in 96 when I took care of my cats. Um, parasites honestly did not come up again until much later. So in 2004, I worked with uh, osteopath, a DO, Dr. Alan Bain here in the Chicagoland area. And I remember he was referred to me by um, a friend and a coworker because I was trying to figure out some of what was going on with my digestive system, knowing that so many of the foods did make me sick. And at that point in time, I, I kind of knew, oh boy, if I eat this, I'm going to have, you know, maybe not diarrhea, but, but loose stools. Oh boy, if I eat this, I know that I'm, I'm going to feel pretty sick. And, and I also knew that in that day and age, right out of college, having kind of battled with my alopecia areata and having a job working that eight to five world, I can remember how challenging it was to wake up in the morning. And that's just not characteristic of, you know, someone who's responsible. And I, I certainly was staying, um, staying up much later. And even if I went to bed at 11 p.m., I can just remember um, just not being able to wake up for anything. The, the quality of my sleep was horrible. Night sweats, people typically attributed to the hormonal imbalance. And 
and this is this is how I I remember saying, you know what? I would eat the different food on the weekends, maybe even go out with friends, having a couple of alcoholic beverages and and being so sick on Monday. And and I knew it wasn't just um from the alcohol because I didn't have, you know, but but maybe a couple of drinks and I just felt as if I was poisoned. And and I would honestly feel that way Monday, Tuesday. I can remember sometimes even feeling so sick to my stomach come Wednesday. And it was certainly something that I I needed to take off you know, quite a few Mondays and even Tuesdays. And looking back, those were the days when you, you know, would, would have to call in and and just being somewhat embarrassed, you know, but in it because it's not my nature. I'm a very responsible person. And so I would certainly make up those hours. I would stay later, even if I had to come in on the weekend. Um, but I knew something wasn't right because other people weren't as sensitive. You know, they were able to get to work. They were able to, you know, go out for lunch, eat whatever. Their digestive systems were were certainly able to handle and and cook a lot of what I wasn't able to handle. So one particular commercial watching um, WGN, they had a little promo at that time. I did watch TV. I watched the news. And I remember the little news promo talked about, could the foods you be eating make, you know, could they be making you sick? The everyday foods that you're eating and, you know, stay tuned this evening for this naturopath who's been working with the Chicago Blackhawks, just their diet and lifestyle. Oh boy. And that triggered something in me. I remember actually making it a point to watch that evening. And what they were doing or what this doctor, Barbara Griffin, Bar Barbara Griffith, all the way out in Orland Park. I'm more on the Northwest side and she was on the south suburbs of the Chicagoland area, Vital Health. And at that time, it took me six months to make an appointment. But what she was doing, you know, she had talked about doing this different energetic testing with each one of the Blackhawks. And every player was then given a particular diet of what it is that they could eat and those foods that basically would, would attribute or um, create inflammation in their body. So knowing that your muscles are stronger, more resilient, you are more alert, you have more clarity, you have better sleep, better digestion, it, it without a doubt has an impact on the output. And it was clear as day when I saw what Dr. Barbara Griffin was doing with each one of the players, you know, you never saw that story again, or at least I never did. Again, mindful that I'm not watching it, watching the news all the time, but you really didn't see much more about the encouragement of changing your diet and lifestyle. But lo and behold, the Blackhawks went on to win three Stanley Cups. So it was very evident with what I saw going on. And, and of course, you're not going to be talking about it because it is a competitive advantage. Hopefully, we'll, we'll have more of this wisdom 
spread throughout our school systems, you know, to to really and truly help um, kind of instill healthier habits at a younger age. And, and, and that's where I see hope <laughs> with these parasites. Working with Dr. Griffin, she talked about being susceptible to the different molds. I remember having to eliminate all my sugars, all of my fruit. Candida was talked about. So that's probably the first time that that term candida and the intestinal flora, the imbalance, really came into my realm of consciousness. So this was 2004. I guess I was, what, maybe um, 33, 34, 33. Hmm. <laughs> and... So I'm so I'm so grateful for my path. And when I look now with a lot of what we're discussing in the world of Ayurveda with our digestive health and the Agni, if we can keep our Agni and we can keep our digestive fire working and we're not putting out our fire and we're not making a in, you know, or a favorable environment for which these um unhealthy bacteria, these worms, these parasites can thrive. You know, so Ayurveda does address a lot of these intestinal imbalances because, because of the diet and even these seasonal cleanses. So taking care of uh, the output, all right, being mindful, maybe even using some of the lubrication to make sure that everything is, in fact, being expelled from the system. And, and it, it's being disciplined enough to be able to stop what you're regularly inputting, whether it's coffee, the meat, um, alcohol, stimulants, processed food, sugars, but it's being mindful of what it is you're eating for the longer the better, but at least for three days. And then going through this panchakarma where you're eating this mono diet of kitchari for three days and you're also cleansing all of the senses. And then after this, this cleanse, you're mindful of reintroducing all of those foods back into your system. So you know, if if you're not doing any kind of cleanse, whether it's fasting regularly, maybe for um, different ritual ceremonies, maybe for religious holidays, you know, see see perhaps what what may resonate with you. Um, when we look at the parasites, obviously there's you know some kind of uh, I like to say there's always a cause right why why aren't people taught to look for these they say you can go and get a stool sample and even if you have it tested three different times it's likely that they're missed the ayurvedic pulse assessment software that i have although i don't diagnose um i do print out the reports that it provides and and i'm blown away as to how many people have have you know it basically says signs of dysbiosis in you know perhaps sometimes it's the spleen um, in in the large intestine you know what have you so 
I can remember the one doctor of osteopath talking about um, the, you know, parasites. And at that time, he had mentioned, and, you know, in even if it was a male doctor, I'm grateful that that somebody actually had this candid conversation because it was the first one I had in my life. And, and he mentioned as I'm going through this detox and as I'm even changing my diet and not having sugars, and um, I believe he wanted me to use rutin at that time. And I can remember having what I would call um, like itchy, itchy butt syndrome. And, and then that's when he explained, especially, you know, when, when you're taking a shower every day and, and you know you're, you are clean, you know, be mindful of those um, symptoms because absolutely don't, don't let that carry on until these, these bugs begin to have this symbiotic relationship with you and, and they just continue to live off your nutrients so that's exactly what the parasites are. Um, I can say that I had even went to a dermatologist, one of the top 100 dermatologists in Chicagoland when I was in my 20s because I had this hyperpigmentation starting on my left leg, wanting to know what this was. At this time, she had diagnosed it as uh, dermatitis lichenoid hyperpigmentation of Gergo in bloom. Lo and behold, so that was probably 2005. Come 2017, I was fortunate to come across Dr. Vasant Laud, an Ayurvedic doctor, who just by sight looked at that hyperpigmentation on my leg and knew it was Gerardia. So that was a parasite that I basically had um, been living with for so many years. So I'm going to continue to talk about my, my journey and how I cleared up uh, my digestive system when we come back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation here, talking about parasites today. So having discovered that I had been living with parasites for so long in 2017 to the point where one top dermatologist mentioned that she saw the hyperpigmentation on my my left leg. So this is when I had went to her, goodness, I was in my 20s. So this would have been um, 1990s when I went there. And she had told me that this hyperpigmentation would not only spread all over my left leg, it would move to my right leg. It would also move up my thighs. And really, there was nothing I could do about it except just don't go in the sun. Don't wear shorts. Don't wear skirts. Don't allow my skin um, to to just basically be exposed to the sunlight. That That was what I was told in my 20s. And as you can imagine, it that can be challenging when we have those warmer days. And oftentimes now, I don't wear shorts. I've I've kind of been conditioned, you know, to to not doing them. Um, you know, I will wear capris and I will wear a skirt. But there was a time in my life where I probably was more embarrassed about these marks and just this discoloration on my legs and and I would cover it up. So I look at having gone to a Ayurvedic Medical Association conference in 2009. How wild. It was here in Chicago and Dr. Vasant Lad, bless this um, sweet man. I was in a lecture and I sat, I want to say in right on the right on the end. And in the Ayurveda world, when the conference room um, became overcrowded, people just sit on the floor. And here, Dr. Laud was on the floor right next to me. I even offered him my seat, of course, um, to, to which he did it, you know, he he did not want it. And then I can remember now, that was 2009. Can you imagine if I had um, a skirt on or maybe even capris, something on that day where I exposed my leg, I would imagine that this doctor who sat next to me, it was in Claudia Welch's session. So she's an acupuncturist and also an Ayurveda practitioner. So it was her session that that um, he was attending at that time. And I know that I likely had the opportunity <laughs> to to have had that addressed at that time, okay? But this is kind of that spiral in life. We spiral, we keep going, we take that step, we wake up every day, and regardless of what the day, you know, has in store or regardless of um, what what we bring to each day, we just wake up in the yoga world, we come to our mat day after day, 
as meditators, you know, we meditate day after day, time after time, honoring that it's not always the same, you know, but but we just keep moving forward on this path. So lo and behold, I kept spiraling on my journey and I was able to meet Dr. Lott again in 2017, wondering why this hyperpigmentation never went away in, in Ayurveda, Deepak Chopra, in Perfect Health. That was one of the first books that I read that basically was kind of um, like that light bulb moment as to what Ayurveda was and how important this is for, for everyone, for all, for, for all of us. And even if you're not wanting to change your diet and lifestyle, just having that understanding of the elements is, is something that we should have all been taught when we, you know, learned our senses, when we learn about fire, when we learn about the earth, when we learn about water, we can continue these concepts um, throughout life. Okay, but we have to also trust that, have faith, everything happens as it's meant to happen. So I'm grateful for all the little changes I made throughout my life. You know, perhaps I may have made it more challenging for allopathic doctors to, you know, diagnose me, say, with um, IBS, goodness, all this Crohn's disease that that we see. So, you know, we can we can stop things earlier without having them progress. Um, so I, I definitely made it more challenging having a cleaner diet, having done different, um, oh, just little detoxes, you know, throughout the years. So the first the first time when I learned with from Dr. Laud that I had the parasites, I was given some Ayurvedic herbs. One of the common Ayurvedic herbs that you used for for the parasites is Vidanga. And I did have some mail to me. And I remember, I wished we had more Ayurvedic doctors or professionals in the area with that level of expertise to know whether or not I was still um, bombarded with them. So I remember taking those herbs and almost feeling alone. <laughs> and these herbs did not taste good. So I completely understand objections to wanting to have to take the powdered herbs and mixing them with warm water and drinking it. And, and this is why Ayurveda probably has progressed so much more so today in that there are more options with the tablets, um, with, with some of the capsules. You know, keep, keep in mind true classic Ayurveda you do want the the powder. You want that to be able to touch the tongue versus having these capsules that are coated and waiting, um, bypassing the tongue and pretty much not breaking down, right, until, until it's maybe moved through the acids in the stomach and into the intestines. So you know what? My teacher, Pat Layton, always said that or kind of our reminder, just to be open because things will evolve to meet the current time and space. So yoga has certainly evolved. Ayurveda, even though there are the 
the ancient texts that that basically lay the groundwork. We have to basically meet people where they're at. So the two goals of Ayurveda, to keep the body in a state of health and free from disease. So you hear me talk a lot about that. And in parasites, without them being addressed, you can see how living without that freedom will, will just create a whole different state of mind. The second goal of Ayurveda is to show us how to use health as a basis of or part of the path to enlightenment. And this is where the path of health, this path of self-realization, of the samadhi, kind of moving toward those blissful states, you need to, you need to have health. They, they go hand in hand. When, when we talk more, I love, I love when you learn Ayurveda. And even in the first chapter, we discuss, you know, how do we know what we know? We, we talk about Ayurveda coming from one of the six schools of Indian philosophy and the six schools of Sankhya, which covers enumeration, which basically is the 24 principles of existence. This is the story of creation with the consciousness and the potential for matter. Our, our nature. So in Ayurveda, those terms Purusha, Prakriti um, come from Sankhya philosophy. And what about, I'm going to, I, I might um, butcher the word, so forgive me, Niyaya, Nayaya. This is all about logic. It's about the analysis. Vaisheshika. This covers, I would say, maybe your, your physics. The, similar to the talk of atoms. Then we have yoga. Yoga covers the union, the yoking. Mimamsa. Mimamsa, the philosophy or the school of thought of Mimamsa, that is where karma is discussed. Karma meaning action. You reap what you sow. Vedanta. More, more people are familiar with Vedanta. That's where a lot of the um, Gyan yoga, the yoga of knowledge, comes from. So there's there's so much to Ayurveda yoga meditation that whether somebody comes to a comes into this study through their park district by taking a one hour yoga class, maybe it's at your office where you were encouraged to meditate. Okay, maybe it's um, learning about your elemental nature. Some of the children at the school where I'm at, they were all excited about, oh, fire, earth. You know, hey, am I more fire, earth? Because they see it in their, in their cartoons. So even they are more aware of it. But the reason why I bring that up is because ask yourself, how do you know what you know? So these four methods of arriving at the truth, I love this. There's a, there's a Sanskrit term, the um, pramanas, pramanas, M-A-N-A-S, um, P-R-A is the um, first part. But I use this often, 
that the highest form of truth is your direct experience. You know, so once you taste that piece of food, once you actually, you know, taste something in your mouth, once you have the experience, once you've been somewhere, once you've literally touched the ground in another land, your personal observation, nobody, nobody can pretty much, you know, sway you because you know, yes, I like this. No, I did not like this. Oh, okay. You know what? This was, oh, great. I would have this again. Maybe as you've grown older, some of these, um, you know, some of your personal convictions have changed and, and we're entitled to, to that. But this concept of direct perception, that's the highest form of truth. How else do you know what you know? Inference. Oftentimes we, you know, if you see smoke, you know that there's fire. So whether or not you can actually see the fire, whether or not you can smell the fire, maybe you're off in a distance and you see the smoke, you know that at, at some level, maybe someone's burning leaves, you know, you're going to use your judgment to, to discern whether it needs more of your attention right? If you needed a call um, for, for some help. Okay. But that is basically, you can infer something because of your past knowledge. And I remember my, my little sister one holiday when my mother had the oven on for a long time and she put her hands on the oven and she burnt her hands. So she had some, you know, blisters, but that taught her at such a young age, boy, don't be touching that hot stove. Okay. So even, even, you know, youngsters can make that, um, you know, they, they can infer, oh boy, the oven's been on all day, maybe cooking that holiday ham, turkey, dessert, don't touch the oven. And luckily nowadays we've got more of these ovens that don't have such hot doors. Okay. How else do you know what you know? Analogy. You make these comparisons. A lot of school. I can remember all of the comparisons that you need to make. And then the fourth one is testimony. So when you hear someone give a testimonial, is it um, a trusted source that gives you this information? So remember, even if you hear information from a trusted source, your direct perception is a higher form of truth. Because oftentimes today, and I'm going to say this has probably been going on uh, since time immemorial, you've always have to be careful. You need to be aware. You need to use that discernment to recognize what is a trusted source. One example I'm going to give for many years, this, the supplements in the brown glass bottle, the Solgar company, I, I almost took it for granted. And then I'm continuing to learn more truths, see what resonates with me. But when I heard one of the doctors talk about, if you are using, you know, for your B, for your B12, the cyan cobalamin, 
If you've got cyan, C-Y-A-N-A, cobalamin, C-O-B-A-L-A-M-I-N, he basically said, you know what, throw it out. Would you ever take cyanide? And I went to my kitchen where I have my supplements. And this B-complex, I, I will admit I don't take it often because anytime I ever take one, it, it's immediately obvious how yellow my urine is. And I would prefer to get this from food and from other sources. But, but sometimes when I'm feeling fatigued, I, I wonder if I'm low on my B vitamins. But, you know, I mean, it hurts me to throw this away. But this was a company that I had trusted for many years. And then when I did the research and saw that, you know, it has been owned by Nestle now for, for quite a few years, um, something basically didn't resonate with me in that I actually kind of have a belief over this um, trusted source that basically says, throw it away. Because in my heart, I, um, cyanide just does not sound good. So. Continuing to just look at some of the ingredients that you have, okay, whether they were prescribed for a different detox protocol, parasites, what have you. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my experience with a few other parasite cleanses from the standard process, from the diatomaceous earth, and um, oh, that was the wormwood. All right, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with more information, maybe questioning what it is that you know your trusted sources versus your own direct experience. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about parasites. Ayurveda has a herb called Vidanga that addresses parasites. A lot of people in India are eating rather spicy foods compared to the American palate. And you can see that a lot of those hot, spicy foods make um, an unfavorable environment for which those worms, these bugs live. You know, so think about the fact whether or not you've got a lot of spices in your diet, if you've got that um, pungent, if you're having some of the garlic, the pepper, meaning more of like your cayenne, hot pepper, the Thai chili peppers. Um, okay, so if if you're having obviously a lot of sweets, the starches, you're making a wonderful environment for which these parasites will thrive. And the parasites, I remember when the doctor had looked at my leg and others talked about the fact that sometimes they, it's almost like the waste product, but I've lived with them for so long that they've been robbing me of nutrients. Goodness. Okay. Um, but oftentimes they can also lodge into the different folds in your brain, contributing to all sorts of issues. There are those schools of thought. I know Dr. Brian Artis, I can remember him saying that he believed 80%, 80% of all cancers are due to parasites and egg sacs. And um, many holistic practitioners have completely alleviated and cleared up all of their their patients' you know cancer diagnoses just by addressing parasites. So you know everyone's on a different path. Remember last week talked about just remaining open hearted regardless of which reality you live in because we're really seeing these two different realities more than ever now. Okay. Um, I also at one time. <clears throat> When I worked with another chiropractor that had some of the energetic testing, I wanted to confirm. I wanted to see where I was with the parasites. You know, she had explained that, you know, parasites can be tricky. And oftentimes, until you want to acknowledge them, they may not even be found. Parasites have consciousness. So parasites are, are there. You know, they don't want to be found. They're very um, tricky. And we've got so many different folds in our intestinal lining, um, we've got so many different areas in the body where these can basically thrive if, if given the right food. So wormwood. Wormwood in the chiropractic world, the standard process is what I was given. And I remember that um, that doctor wanted me to very, you know, be very mindful of my liver. And she would have me take take them for three days on and then take a couple days off and then take them again for three days and then um, 
take them off. And I do remember that the wormwood, I, and I'll admit I probably was staying up too late because I was writing a lot of papers at that time. And uh, it, it would make me sick. So if I, out of the two, you know, and again, it could have been just the die-off reaction, but the wormwood, I remember needing to take earlier in the week so that when I was writing my papers and needing to stay up late, I I wasn't nauseous. And so as long as I went to bed at a reasonable time, um, I didn't have that, that nauseousness. So that was the main thing that the wormwood did for me. Okay. And then um, I'm going to say a couple years later, this is where when I started to have my hot flashes and everyone says this is a normal part of menopause, I'm thinking I've only gotten myself healthier as every year has gone by. I was interested to see what I would go through. So despite having issues with fertility, I was one of those. It's a pitta. I was always regular with a 28 to 30 day cycle. So that that was throughout my um throughout my life. So I I did not have, you know, some of the issues with not having my menses, not ovulating basically or um you know, what else? You know, so I I look a lot of it as just simply being so nutri- nutritious or nutri- very very um poor nutrition from college um working, you know, it, Water wasn't even emphasized. Um, I mentioned at a at a family party this this past weekend that I still have mercury fillings in my mouth. You know, over the years, some of them have been replaced with the amalgams, but way back when, my husband too. You know, we we now know we don't put mercury in the mouth, and some people work with dentists. Um, on the one side where they pretty much have a gas mask on and they have this mercury removed and others have dentists where, la-ti-da-ti-da, <laughs> you know, it's um, no, no, no big deal. So we have to absolutely surrender and, and, and trust that we're exactly where we are meant to be, regardless of the past, you know, every single part of that path was needed in order to, you know, be who we are today. And we can use that information to kind of just move forward with with kind of these four goals of life. I'm going to continue talking about um, the, the parasites because if you find that you're not achieving in all of these areas, you know, be aware. Is it a parasite within you? Is it something else going on in your life? Um, Pleasure. Pleasure. Prosperity. Purpose. And this pursuit of liberation. These are considered the four goals of life. Both Ayurveda and yoga philosophy honors these. You may have heard that pleasure termed kama. The prosperity, whether it's having money in the bank, having a home, having, you know, a car to drive, having your clothing, artha, the purpose and your duty, dharma, 
And then that fourth one, the pursuit of liberation, having that freedom, the moksha. Out of these four, take a moment. What do you think is most important? Being able to have your, you know, desires met, living in prosperity, living with purpose. Or how about that liberation? Personally, I feel that that purpose, the purpose is the most important one to focus on. If you can help your child, if you can help yourself find that purpose in life so that you feel validated, you've got some sense of duty, whatever it may be. You know, it, it can also give you that routine, that structure in life. And just having that purpose, having a job, having an obligation, responsibility can certainly then lead to all the others. You've got more prosperity. You, you can tap into more pleasure. You know, you can go on vacation. You can, you can get some of the things that you don't necessarily just need, but you want. And then it's a lot easier to also have that concept of moksha or this, this freedom, having this awareness so you're not necessarily going to say being played. Okay, you've, you've got that expanded awareness, more clarity. Um, this, these four goals of life are much easier to kind of pursue when you're not living with parasites. So when you're living with parasites, all of these um, pursuits, all of these goals of life can, can seem like you're just on an up on an uphill um, battle. Right? So be mindful. If you feel that you're spiraling downward in any one of these four pillars of life, maybe take a step back. All right, address. The parasites internally, if those could be the root of your illness, and be mindful if the parasites are something outside of you that may be draining your energy. When I continued on this path, I'm going to say that my favorite parasite cleanse has been the diatomaceous earth. I love that word diatomaceous. Um, I had, I, I wasn't even sure how to pronounce it because until I bought this, this was only a word that I usually ever saw in print. Very few people ever mention this term. But the Dust of Life was the brand that I purchased. It's a food grade, um, D-I-A-T-O-M-A-C-E-O-U-S. But this diatomaceous earth food grade it was honestly the easiest to to out of all of them. It it looks like a little chalky powder, and you just had to mix one teaspoon with an eight ounce um, glass of water, and you would have that on an empty stomach or two hours after a meal. And doing that for ten days, taking a break, doing it for another ten days. I'm going to say that I attribute it also to just being a little bit cleaner, but. This is the one 
that um, I used when I was having my hot flashes. So I did not like to experience these hot flashes. It was disturbing my sleep, and I knew I needed to nip this in the bud. Um, I have said this for quite some time after having experienced this, but I would love to do a PhD in even the Vedic sciences, but I would basically make that um, preposition that all of our hormonal imbalances and our hot flashes are because of parasites. So until I, I turned 52, 53 here, I had no clue. And I was just curious what would happen to me at that stage of life. So all I can tell you is that doing this diatomaceous earth has brought such relief. Um, when I find myself having night sweats, um, I sometimes look at what I ate that day, maybe having maybe that birthday cake or, or something. But from the Ayurvedic standpoint, one of the biggest tools that I can use to know that I am definitely healthier than when I was before is my output. So remember to please look at those stools. And if you're not having beautiful bowel movements, that's a clear indication that there's something going on. And whether you're on um, different medication, okay, supplements, our output is absolutely a reflection of what's going on. So in, in closing here today, I just want you to just be mindful. Be mindful of how you come to your convictions, how you come to believe what you come to believe, right? You know, do you, do you, do you trust these doctors that don't even ask you about your bowel movements, how much water you drink, how much exercise you're doing? The ones that just simply try to push drugs on you. Okay. Um, please look more into Dr. Brian Artis, B-R-Y-A-N-A-R-D-I-S, because, you know, we're my Ayurvedic world says we need to have our our patients, our clients, our rogies at least take the high blood pressure medication if one. We've got another one who says that at the root of this high blood pressure medication, this ACE inhibitor, is snake venom. Okay? So if you haven't um, <laughs> been been looking into any of that, please do. And just Continue. Continue to just honor your truth. Be open to different opinions. And until next time, namaste. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. We hope you've learned how you can lead a spiritually, mentally, and emotionally healthful life. Until next week, namaste. Namaste.